What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Rabbit Stick Podcast. I am your host, Jack Sperry. Today, it is Monday, July 11th, uh, and over the weekend, uh, Wimbledon uh, wrapped up, and uh, there's some pretty good stories. Uh, on Saturday, uh, it was the women's final, and 23-year-old Elena Rybakina won her first Grand Slam title of her career and became the first player representing Kazakhstan to win any Grand Slam championship in either the men's or women's categories. So uh, some history made in the women's singles final on Saturday. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, Kazakhstan is always, uh, it's kind of an iconic country because of one of my favorite movies, Borat. So it's always uh, kind of fun to see someone from that country uh, win some some sort of uh, sporting event. So that's always fun to see. Um, but then Novak Djokovic in the men's final yesterday uh, won his seventh Wimbledon title, making that his 21st uh, Grand Slam championship of his career. Uh, and this win puts him at second all-time in both Wimbledon championships and all-time Grand Slam championships. So uh, he's only one off f- from Roger Federer for the most Wimbledon titles. And over the last 20 years, I mean, uh, Federer and Djokovic combine for 15 of the last 20 uh Wimbledon championships, I believe that it is. So, I mean, these two players have absolutely dominated the grass over the last two decades. Um, and then when you look at all-time Grand Slam championships for men, Rafael Nadal has the all-time uh, highest mark at 22, and now uh, the Joker is just one off from tying him for uh, that honor to, to be the uh, most winningest uh, Grand Slam tennis player of all time so uh it was a really uh, great match um uh, the person he was playing i can't remember his name he was from australia but he had one wicked serve man he i think he had uh over 20 aces so you know he really made novak work last uh, yesterday uh but the mastery of novak uh putting the ball right where he wants it every single time it's just it was just too much for him to overcome and he walked away with the title yesterday. So today I've been working on, or I'm going to reveal something that I've been working on for a very long time, um, pretty much since last, since the NFL season wrapped up. And this is my top 10 uh, quarterbacks in the NFL right now list. Um, you know, I've, I've quibbled over where to put these guys all offseason. And, you know, I was going to reveal this sometime closer to the start of the season, but I think, you know, I've had my order and about where I think I'm in a spot where I'm I, I'm comfortable with where it's at now. There are some controversial placings here, so bear with me here. But, you know, like I say, the more controversial, the better. Um so I believe this is this is the correct list, at least from what I've seen from uh, film study. Um, I've really been diving into these guys' uh, 2021 seasons ever since the draft uh, finished in April. And, you know, I, I do this every off offseason. Um, usually at the beginning of the off season, I go, I really dive into college film study to get ready for the draft, for my draft analysis. And then once the draft is over, uh, I really dive into 
the 2021 tape for these NFL quarterbacks. And, you know, based on what I saw on tape last season, uh, this is my list for the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So let's dive in. Let's start with number 10. I have Lamar Jackson. Um, and pretty much the reason why Lamar's on this list is because he is massively talented. I mean, he has the kind of talent that can compete for an MVP every single season. What he can do with his legs, I mean, it's just something that defenses have to take account of I mean and people and the thing with Lamar Jackson is that people I think really uh really dog on his ability to throw the football I think he's a a pretty darn accurate thrower he's you know as far as you know running quarterbacks goes he's he's a really advanced passer in terms of mental processing he's pretty darn smart and although his throwing mechanics uh can get a bit wonky at times it's very like dinosaur army very short armed um not the best mechanics he is generally pretty accurate with those mechanics um his footwork especially when under pressure can really break down um but he's just so talented that even when throwing off platform and throwing without great throwing mechanics he can still put it on a dime um, so although he's not the best passer on this list, not by a long shot, he's still more than capable of being a threat with his arm um, to go along with the threat that he poses as a runner. And that's obvious because it's, it's absolutely explosive. But the reason why Lamar is lower on this list is for two reasons. Number one, he's not, he's not good when, when blitz. I mean, that's just, that's just the fact of it. Um, defenses know how to play him now and you know it used to be you know put a spy on him make sure he doesn't leave the pocket blah 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 blah. but at the end of the day Lamar Jackson is just way more athletic than any spy you're going to put on him so you know what what teams started doing is they started sending at least five people every single snap and last year when the when the Ravens played the Dolphins the Dolphins sent the house cover zero like 30 times or something like that which is like 80 percent of the plays that they ran was cover zero and they absolutely dominated them because Lamar and this offense you know specifically this offense Greg Roman and this offense doesn't have any answers for cover zero and you know as they head into 2022 they better have some answers for cover zero because if they don't I mean teams are just gonna (laughs) just gonna keep running and running and running cover zero and sending the house because that's really the only way to uh limit Lamar Lamar's legs I mean is if you send everybody and you put pressure on him and you don't let him let him escape because if you give him a pocket if you give him room to escape he's going to um and the thing about Lamar is that he almost he very rarely escapes up the middle um so what a lot of teams do is they send pressure to the outside because they know he doesn't like to run up the middle um but yeah, and then the other thing is, you know, he hasn't, he's, he's very much a front running quarterback. He's not somebody that, you know, you, you get down by 20 points that can really lead you uh, back to a comeback victory. He's someone that really plays his best when he's, when he's even or has a lead, um, when he's comfortable. Lamar is definitely a front runner type guy at this point in his career, and he has not played his best football in playoff situations. Um you know, he does have a playoff win, but that came largely because his defense absolutely shut down Derrick Henry in that playoff win against Tennessee two seasons ago. 
Lamar didn't really have that great of a game. You know, I, I can't name one time, one playoff game that Lamar has played well in. I mean, he's he's I think he's played in four playoff games at this point in his career, uh, and he has not played well in any of them. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he moves forward if this offense uh, evolves. Um, but his talent is just too big to, for me to take him off this list. Uh, number nine, this is a very controversial pick. I have Russell Wilson. Now, uh, those of you out there that know me uh, and my stuff know that I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. Um, I love his mentality. I love his leadership. I love his approach to the game. Um, but, you know, when I looked at his 2021 tape, it just it didn't. It wasn't as good as it was in years past. Um, you know, he's there, there are certain things that Russell Wilson does better than practically anyone else in the league. He's arguably the best play-action passer in the league, okay? Um, and that's going to help him a lot now that he's in Denver because they have a pretty strong running game. Um, he's very, very smart when it comes to uh, uh, operating alert routes because the way that, uh, that alert routes work is that there's the alert side of the formation and then there's the concept side of the formation. Okay, so one side, there's usually like a DK Metcalf who's like the alert option, who's running a fade. And then on the other side, there's a concept running where it's where it's meant to beat whatever coverage is coming. And Russell is really, really good at, at processing when he can take advantage of the alert route. Um, and he can, what and something that he does that very few guys in the world can do is that he can interchange. So he can go to the concept side he can start on the concept side based on what he sees pre-snap and then he switches over to the alert side once he sees uh the defense shift post-snap so he's very very smart in that way um and then also he's 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 the in my opinion he's the best deep ball passer in the league he just he has that famous you know deep pass with that with the high arcing and just you know it drops out of a helicopter just right into the hands of his receiver it's a thing of beauty he's it's 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 been his trademark for a long time, and it should uh, it it should serve him well in Denver as well. Um, and then also the last thing that he does better, practically better than anyone else in the league, is his ability to scramble and make things happen. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the league that can do this: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Aaron Rodgers. A bunch of guys can scramble and make things happen outside of the pocket, but Russell Wilson. Um, I mean, he does stuff that's just straight up special sometimes. So um, those are definitely the things that are good for him. You know, something the things that are in his favor, things that, you know, you can make an argument that he's a top five quarterback because of those things. The reason why I have him lower on this list is uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, he doesn't like to throw over the middle. Okay. Um, you know, and I think it's because of his height. You know, say what you will about height in, in at, at playing quarterback in the NFL, but it matters because you've got very massive offensive linemen who are all like over six five and three hundred pounds, and you know it's hard to see over the middle if you're not over like six foot two as a quarterback in the NFL. It's very very difficult. And Russell Wilson, who's who's maybe just at or probably just below six foot tall I mean it's very difficult for him to see over the middle so he really prefers to throw outside of the numbers and deep and you know when you kind of limit yourself 
to just throwing outside the numbers, it can really limit what you can run. It can really limit the kind of plays that, you know, because the defense can just, that's something that's very easy to take away. It's it, if, if, it, if the defense knows that something is coming, especially outside the numbers, it's very easy to take away. The way that you keep defenses honest, especially at the NFL level, is you're able to throw over the middle. And to Russ's credit, for someone that's under six foot tall, or maybe just at six feet, he's actually really quite effective at throwing over the middle. The problem is he doesn't like to throw over the middle. He's not comfortable throwing over the middle. When you look at his heat map, which is where quarterbacks throw the ball um, during the season, there's a huge blue spot which means he never throws it towards the middle of the field and that's something that really good defenses are able to take away um, and you know because what really good defenses do is they force you to beat them over the middle and you know although Russell Wilson he definitely shows examples on film that he's capable of doing that he just doesn't do it very often he doesn't like doing it I don't think he has a, I don't think and I think it's because he can't see very well I think he's someone that really wants to make sure that where where he's throwing it you know it's safe that it's going to be a a safe option to throw to and you know plain simply if you can't see over the middle even if you know something in your head is going to be open if you can't really see it it's it's tough to trust it so you know when you when you take that into account and you just take into account you know, the fact that really good defenses have been able to figure Russ out over the years, you know, it it's led to a lot of, you know, winning seasons for Russ. I think he's, he's only had one losing season his entire career, which is a testament to his greatness, you know, especially in the regular season. But, man, you know, he's never been to a Super Bowl without an elite defense beside him. Um, and although he's been one of the best uh quarterbacks in crunch time and clutch time in NFL history there's a lot of things that he does exceptionally well and because of those things I might have him low here I will I will say right now that it's very possible that I have him low here um, I, I thought about for a long time to put him at number seven which might and, and, and you and you know man he, he might deserve to be at number seven just because of those great things that he has but you know he definitely has a major hole in his game and I think that it's something that really good defenses are able to exploit. And I think it's something that in a loaded AFC is not gonna is not gonna be something that translates to Super Bowls at least in the beginning for Denver. Um, so that's where I stand with Russell Wilson. I'm a big fan of his. I'm really rooting for him. I really I really enjoy watching him play. He's one of the most entertaining quarterbacks on this list. Uh, but in terms of uh, ability to uh, lead a team to a championship right now I think that he's a little bit lower than some of the other guys on this list number eight another controversial pick here I have Derek Carr at number eight and uh, full stop Derek Carr is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL today Um, a lot of people have him outside of the top 10 um, and some people have him outside the top 15 a lot of people think he's a boring quarterback a lot of people think that he's a scared quarterback that he doesn't like taking deep shots um, that he, he plays things safe. Um, but when you look at the film, that's just not the case. Uh, he isn't, he's a beautiful deep ball. Um, when guys are open, he is not afraid to pull the trigger. He's generally very accurate. He is, he is smart. He puts the ball where he needs to go. Um, he moves well in the pocket. He, and then something that he doesn't get enough credit for is that he's excellent in crunch time. I, I believe he led the league 
last season in comeback victories in the fourth quarter. I think he led the league last season in uh, game-winning drives last season. Um, this guy is very clutch, and he's, you know, the I was very much expecting Derek Carr when they played their playoff game against Cincinnati to to drive that team down and to win the game and beat the eventual AFC champions. I mean, that's how that's how good Derek Carr is to me, and the fact that he was that good last season with a bunch of you know injuries and a bunch in a coaching change and all these things that happened, he still led his team to the playoffs. Um, he was still able to win a ton of games late in the fourth quarter, um, and now you know he has an uphill battle ahead of him because he has easily the worst offensive line in the best division in arguably football history, NFL history. Um, so if he, if this team isn't last place in this division last year, in this year, I mean, Derek Carr will absolutely prove his worth as the Raiders franchise quarterback. Um, there's still people that believe that he's on the hot seat, but I don't, I don't buy that for a second. In my opinion, he is a top 10 talent in this league. I think that he's a guy that can win a Super Bowl for a team. He's, you know, he's got ex, he's got excellent arm talent. Like he's got a great arm, great deep ball can throw over the middle he's a great leader you know he's absolutely the type of guy that I would have uh leading my NFL franchise and you know I I think he's he's grossly grossly underrated as an NFL franchise quarterback so moving on to number seven I have Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow's 2021 campaign was absolutely inspiring. What he was able to do, the numbers he was able to put up, despite the fact that he had one of the worst offensive lines in football, was outstanding. But I think that a big reason for that was because a lot of what the Bengals do is a three-step drop and then throwing it deep. So, you know, it's not like they needed a, a really great offensive line uh, in the first place to really get those concepts off the ground because Jamar Chase is, is is the engine that drives that concept. Um, but, you know, when Jamar Chase was taken away, Joe Burrow was still excellent at going through his progressions, hitting the open receiver. Obviously, he's great in, in crunch time. You know, he's got ice water in his veins. I think he's absolutely ready to win a Super Bowl at this point in his career. Um, you know, and... You know, obviously last year, his 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 2021 season all the way through was absolutely inspiring. Uh, if it wasn't for Aaron Darnold, uh, <laughs> you know, absolutely blowing up that pocket there at the at the final, you know, that final play in the Super Bowl, Jamar Chase was open. Uh, he had absolutely cooked Jalen Ramsey, and my guess is Joe Burrow would have delivered a game-winning touchdown pass there. So, um, you know, Joe Burrow was right there. He, You know, the Bengals are right there. I think that they're... Uh, a, a legit Super Bowl contending team now, especially because they've revamped that offensive line. Uh, that offense is going to be even better this season, in my opinion. And he's absolutely worth uh, top seven selection here. Number six, I have Justin Herbert. And the only reason why I have Justin Herbert above Joe Burrow is just because of the arm talent. You know, Joe, Joe Burrow has an outstanding deep ball. You know, absolutely, you know, he just drops it out of a helicopter. But Justin Herbert just can do things... You know, he can make throws that, you know, most people on this planet, you know, maybe five people on the planet can make. Um, he's absolutely talented. He's fantastic while under pressure, which is really why I have him above everybody else here in the top 10. Um, he's excellent when blitzed. Uh, he puts things on a dime. He is, he is the best fastball, 
arguably in the league. Um, you know, he can throw it 60, 70 yards in the air. It's, it's absolutely incredible to watch his highlights. Um, and he has shown the ability to uh, play well under pressure. Now, he hasn't been to the playoffs, so we, we really don't know how he'll handle playoff pressure. I'm not quite sure he's as ready as, say, a Joe Burrow or Derek Carr is to win a Super Bowl. But when we're talking about just pure talent, when we're talking about pure ability, what they bring to the table, um, Justin Herbert does bring more to the table, and I had to put them above them on this list. Uh, another controversial pick here, I have uh, the two-time MVP, reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers at number five. And I know Packer fans are going to absolutely just roast me for this, but hear me out, guys, okay? He is, he is the consummate frontrunner in NFL history. I mean, when you look at his record, um, when he gets out to an early lead versus a, an early deficit, I mean, it's crazy. Um, you know, when he plays really good defenses and, you know, it's a closer game, his numbers drop significantly. Um, now, the reason why he's in the top five is obviously, you know, he's he's one of the great talents in NFL history. You know, the, his ability to just flick the ball, his arm talent is absolutely insane. It's arguably the greatest uh, arm talent in league history. He can put it on a dime. You know, he's got great arm strength. He can scramble out of the pocket. He's got an he's got an elite mind too. Like, I mean, when you watch him play, and he's got a lead, and he's comfortable. I mean, watching him work and the things that he can figure out, like mentally, it's just insane. Um, if you give him a little bit of time, it's it's game over. You know, he, in my opinion, he's in the same category as a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning in terms of mental acumen and mental mastery of the game. But unlike Manning and Brady, Rodgers, you know, when they when he gets down like by ten points, or if it's a really close game in a in a in a big playoff situation, he he does tend to uh, come up short. Um, and that's just the way it is. You know, that's the way it's always been. It's the reason why he's only been to one Super Bowl in his career. Um, and granted, that was a, a fantastic run, but that was a very, very long time ago. And, you know, he's had multiple trips to the Super, to the NFC Championship at this point, to the playoffs, you know, and he's come up short a bunch of times, man. And um, now that Devontae Adams is gone, he's got his security blanket out of the building. You know, he has to deal with a lot of younger receivers, which he's never really been that great with. Um, the defense and the running game should really be the the strengths of this Green Bay uh, team this season. Um, yeah, like it, when I look at the ability of the people above Rodgers on this list, um, all of them are elite in the clutch, in my opinion, and Aaron Rodgers just simply isn't, especially in playoff situations, especially when you know, forced to come back from an early deficit. That's not Aaron Rodgers' cup of tea. But uh, the ability, you know, the mental acumen, the, the the accuracy, the arm talent, all warrants a top five selection, especially because, obviously, he's the two-time MVP. Now, moving into the top four, this is really, I mean, really, when, once you get into the top ten, it's really the cream of the crop in the NFL. But, um, you know, these are the, the, these four guys at the top I think really have it all when it comes to being NFL quarterbacks um, number four I have Matthew Stafford um, 
everything that this this guy has man he's got the mental acumen he's got the deep ball ability he's got the great arm talent the no look passes I mean he's extremely clutch I mean he outdueled Tom Brady last season on the road I mean come on man like this guy this guy was grossly underrated underrated for most of his career he was the Derek Carr of the league for a long time because he played for the Detroit Lions um, but once he finally got in the system in LA that was uh, that was you know adequate and that fully accentuated his talents immediately won a Super Bowl in year one I mean this is a perfect fit between him and McVeigh and you know he I guess his one flaw is that he did throw quite a few interceptions last season but you know when you look at the numbers that he put up the ability to to deliver fourth quarter victories in close games um, the fact that he can he can lead you back after going down by 10 10 points or 14 points he you know he's not a front running quarterback um you know this guy in my opinion is better than Aaron Rodgers right now um but now moving on to number 3 i have Tom Brady um and you know it's just because Tom Brady is just the ultimate master of the position um you know somehow he's been able to keep his arm lively and you know super bouncy and super lively all these years and when you still have that you know 28 year old arm matched with you know the the experience and the wisdom of a, of a I think he's what 44 now of a 44 year old quarterback that's seen it all that's been in the Super Bowl what like 10 times <laughs> like this guy's played a lot of football and this there's nothing that this guy hasn't seen and you know the only really way to to get this guy to crack is if you play perfect defense um you know and you got to play man to man and you got to blitz and you got you got to be you got to get creative and then once you find something that works against him you can't use it again cuz he's already put it to his mind and he's already figured out a way to beat that coverage so you know in terms of like the mental side of the game Tom Brady is the ultimate master he is the grandmaster and when you combine the accuracy when you combine the footwork when you combine the throwing mechanics everything about his game is perfect is he the most physically gifted person on this list no but you know when it comes to the complete mastery of the quarterback position there's no one better than Tom Brady um but there's two guys above him that I think have mastered the position as well as the fact that they're just simply more talented than Brady is um, right now. So number two, I have Josh Allen. Okay, Josh Allen, you know, the big thing for me with Josh Allen was that he hadn't proved that he could really show up in the playoffs. But last season in that game versus Kansas City, he absolutely proved his worth, man. He absolutely proved that he is ready to win a Super Bowl. He's ready to perform in the playoffs. He had one of the greatest performances in playoff history. And if it wasn't for a coin flip, losing a coin flip, they probably wouldn't have won that football game. Um, but, you know, you look at Josh Allen, the ability to run, the ability to, you know, throw off platform, the ability to throw accurately, the ability uh, to put the ball where it needs to go and, and, and not make mistakes. I mean, the ability to throw on the run. I mean, Josh Allen can just about do anything that an offensive coordinator wants him to do and you know there's just not many guys that have literally zero limitations on their game but Josh Allen is one of them um, you know Josh Allen I think is is going into the season 
as one of the candidates, as one of the leading candidates to win MVP, simply because he hasn't won one yet, uh, because his uh, physical ability, you know, completely warrants it. Um, and I think he he and this Bills team are extremely, extremely hungry to win a Super Bowl. I think he's going to have one heck of a season if he stays healthy. But, you know, I had to give the number one spot on my list to the one, the only Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, and the only reason why I have Patrick Mahomes above Allen is that he outdueled him last year in the playoffs. Um, he's won a Super Bowl. He's done it. He's won a Super Bowl by winning multiple come come from behind victories in the postseason I mean there's nothing that this guy can't do um, in terms of winning football games and he's proven he's proven his ability at every stage uh, in every environment in the cold in the heat under pressure from behind out front this guy can can just do it all the ability to throw off platform is legendary you know the no look passes the just the things that he can do. It's just insane. He's, in my opinion, the greatest talent we have ever seen in the game of football. Um, and when you watch him on film, it's extremely, extremely evident. Um, you know, this last season was probably the worst uh, season that I had seen from him in terms of film study. And even then, it is arguably the most impressive in the league. Um, and that's saying something because... You know, there were a couple games this last season where, you know, his his mechanics broke down and he it led to some inaccuracies, but there were certainly games where he showed that he is on a whole nother level in terms of arm talent in this league. And because of that, he absolutely earns my number one spot. Um, and plain simply, he's if Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl next year, he wins MVP. Maybe Josh Allen surpasses Patrick Mahomes on my list next year. But because Josh Allen still, you know, still hasn't had like an iconic win. He's had an iconic performance in the playoffs, which is why I think that he's ready to win one this year, win a Super Bowl this year. But until he does it, until he does what Patrick has already done, I can't put him higher on my list. So that's my list, guys. Uh, to recap, I have Patrick Mahomes, number one, Josh Allen, two. Tom Brady, number three, Matthew Stafford, four, Aaron Rodgers, five, Justin Herbert, six, Joe Burrow, seven, Derek Carr, eight, Russell Wilson, nine, and Lamar Jackson at number 10. That is my list. Um, I believe, you know, just based on the film study that this is where the the standings uh, land for me personally. Um, you know, there might be a couple spots where you could argue that you could shift things around, um, especially Russell Wilson. You know, you could definitely argue could be higher. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I like where my where my rankings are at, and you know I think I have very good reasons for 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 choosing the players that I have for the for the rankings that I have. So, without further ado, guys, thanks for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. Uh, and until next time, this has been the Rabbit Stake Podcast. I am your host, Jack Sperry. Peace, guys.